Welcome to 4125, the people of Holy Cross. I'm Pastor Jeffrey. I'm prone to motion sickness. It started when I was a kid. Every Saturday, my mom, dad, sister, and I would jump into the truck and drive from Farmington, Missouri to New Wells and Altenburg, Missouri to visit our grandparents. When my mom would announce, kids, get in the car, we would habitually grab a plastic bowl out of the cabinet and get into the car because one or both of us would always throw up during the trip. We traveled the dreaded Highway T toward Perryville, Missouri. That road, it was one notch below a roller coaster. There were twists and turns, dips and hills, sharp curves. Highway T was miserable. And my dad would always say the silliest things. I mean, they seem silly to me now. My dad would say things like, uh, roll down your window, boy. Breathe in the fresh air. You won't puke. So I was like a dog with my head out of the window trying to get fresh air. I still wanted to puke. My dad would say, uh, sing. It's impossible to sing and puke at the same time. So I would sing. I, I would sing at the top of my lungs. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Still wanted to puke. My dad would say, look at your comic books. It'll take your mind off wanting to puke. It didn't. In, in fact, looking down into a book actually made it worse. So occasionally my mom, our rescuer, would say something like, Ed, pull over. So now picture this. When Dad would pull over on Highway T, our entire family, all four of us, would get out of the car and walk laps around the car. Seven laps. I don't know why seven, but it was always seven. And that actually helped a little bit, but then when we got right back into the car, I'd feel nauseous again. Once in a while, I would roll down the window and I would stick my head out and, and I would puke at 55 miles an hour. And that always makes a mess. As an adult, even still today, I, I get motion sickness. Once I was boarding a plane to Connecticut. I was going to speak at a youth conference there. As I was boarding the plane, I was assigned a seat in the very last row. I looked at the person who I would be sitting next to, and it was Brian Kenny. Now, who's Brian Kenny? At the time, he worked for ESPN, but he's also worked for television stations like Fox Sports and NBC Sports. He was in one of the Rocky movies, and currently, he works for Major League Baseball. I love sports. So the idea of flying from Colorado to Connecticut with an anchor from ESPN was a dream come true. And so the plane lifted off and the nausea hit almost instantly. I fly a lot, but it was officially the worst flight that I have ever been on. I was sweating like crazy. I was moaning out loud, sitting next 
to ESPN's Brian Kenny. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Don't let me die. Oh, Lord. I think I'm going to die. Uh, I'm going to puke. I'm searching through the pocket, trying to find the vomit bag. And I I threw up twice on that flight. I, I flew up once in the bag, but because they only give you one bag per flight... Uh, the second time I threw up was on Brian Kenny's shoe. That was a really rough day. <laughs> so, so why am I telling you all this? Well, because my guest today can fly her own plane. And she's only 15 years old. She flies her own glider. And she probably doesn't get motion sickness. She is my daughter's friend, Kieran Rodewald. Enjoy. Hello, I am here with Kieran Rodewald. And the reason I'm talking with Kieran Rodewald today is because this kid hangs out at my house all the time because she's a friend of one of my daughters. And Vice versa, my daughter is at her home all the time. And so my daughter came to me one day and said, Dad, you have to interview Karen. She is so interesting. And you're hearing that interview today. Hello, Karen. Hello, Pastor Mines. How are you today? I'm doing great. Okay, so my daughter says you are one of the most interesting people she knows And one of the things that she's always telling me about is the fact that you can fly your own aircraft. Is that true? That's true in a way. I fly gliders. It's not a powered aircraft because it's a different and it's a different course. So I fly gliders, which is different than powered. How did you get into flying a glider? Well, it actually started with the Civil Air Patrol. Um... I have a lot of interest in flying, and with the Civil Air Patrol, they give you lots of scholarships and money to fly, basically. So I basically got started with the Civil Air Patrol. So, and then I got into a course with Falcon Aerolab, which offers me flying lessons, and it helps me train, and I have my student pilot's license with the Falcon Aerolab. How often do you fly? About once a week, depending on the weather. Tell me what that's like. I, I've never flown in a glider before. What's it like? You, you arrive at the airfield. Explain that process to me. So to, so flying a glider is actually pretty different from flying an aircraft, a powered aircraft. I mean, there's similar things like inspecting the aircraft that you need to do. So you need to inspect the aircraft. And um, to fly, to get up there since it's a non-powered aircraft, you get towed up by a powered aircraft, so you have to check the rope. So it's different in a way that it's surprisingly quiet. If you get a glider that seals properly, it's actually really quiet and really peaceful when you're flying. So what's that like when you're being pulled up by a powered aircraft? Uh, How does the rope release? And then do you ever have any fears or concerns or worries once that rope lets you go? Actually, I worry less when the rope's off the glider than when it's on. I get a little nervous sometimes because 
there there's dangers to it if you get above the if you get above the airplane you can pull the tail up of the airplane basically making you guys go straight down so that's one of my fears but i've been trained pretty well and i'm a pretty good pilot also another one of the problems that can go wrong is if the rope's old or inspected wrong or if you put too much force on the rope it will break okay just for context for our listeners how old are you I am 15. A 15-year-old young lady in our congregation flies her own glider. That that I can see now why Julia thinks you're one of the most interesting people in her life. Okay, so what types of things do you think about? What types of things go through your mind while you're up there gliding alone by yourself in the sky? Mainly just stay behind the tow plane. Whenever I'm getting up there, that's what I think about the most is just stay behind the tow plane, pay attention. There's many things going through a pilot's head when you're flying. Like you always, especially in a glider, you always keep track of where the airport, where your landing site is. You make sure which way the winds are flowing so you don't get pushed too far away. Because unlike a powered aircraft, you can't just turn back on your propeller and say, okay, we can't land here right now. You have to be very careful on what you do, where you're going to land. Okay, so because in a glider, you are going to land. In a powered aircraft, you could choose to make some different plans. But when you're in a glider over Falcon, Colorado, you are going to land at that airport. Yes, you will. Not necessarily at the airport, but you will land no matter what. You will come down. And if you're not paying attention, you will end up in a field or somewhere else. So you always have to pay attention to everything. It has not happened to me before, but we've had students land in fields before because they weren't paying attention. How long are you in the air for once the the tow plane lets you go? So for me, we fly a very crummy plane. Our glider is pretty crummy. So I stay about in the air about 10 minutes. They gave us the cheap old beat-up glider because they don't trust us with a nice glider. If you get some of the high-performance nice gliders, you can stay up in the air for hours on end, especially if you hit a good thermal. But can you then land at the same airport if you're up in the air for hours? Yes, you can. You can make yourself come down. There's, You can make yourself come down. It's just the goal is to stay up as long as possible most of the time. You mentioned that your ability to fly a glider came through CAP, the Civil Air Patrol. Uh, I don't know anything about that either. Can you explain the Civil Air Patrol for me? So, yeah, the Civil Air Patrol is an adjunct of the Air Force. So it's if you guys, if any of you guys heard of ROTC, um, it's basically Air Force ROTC. So it's Junior Air Force. And what is your hope to do or eventually accomplish in the Civil Air Patrol? I would love to get my powered license in the Civil Air Patrol. What's that process? Um, Well, for powered license, I have to be 16 in order to qualify. And then I have to apply for a flight scholarship. And I can go to one of their summer flight schools and go through the camp and work on that and get my... Powered flight, like powered license. Karen, what do you want to be when you grow up? I was thinking probably one of the firefighters that fly the planes over fires and dump water on them.
Why does that sound interesting to you? That's a good question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I just found it interesting because I don't want a desk job. I, I would really prefer not to sit at a desk job all day. I want something unpredictable and something something where I can, like, save lives and be helpful to other people. I want to serve people. I, I don't know. You had you just auto-dialed somebody while that was going on. Oops, sorry. So what you're saying is that you like that idea because you love flying and because you, you like saving people. Yes. Have you ever saved another person's life before? I don't think I've ever saved anyone before that I know of. I've helped people from getting hurt before. So if you've never saved a life before, you don't actually know if you would like that or not? I don't know, but I've saved people from... I've saved some other kids from being seriously hurt. It, it's probably something that you would en- enjoy doing, I, I would think. Yeah. Are you a good speller? Like spelling? Yes. No. Great, because I'd like to play a game with you. It's called Eighth Grade Spelling Bee, and I will say a word, and then I'm going to ask you to spell it. Okay. Are you confident in this? No. Okay, here's the first word, vertigo. Okay, vertigo. V-E-R-T-I-G-O. Perfect. Vertigo. Can you use the word vertigo in a sentence? No. Neither could I. Okay, now these are all eighth grade spelling words that that they say that anybody in eighth grade or older should be able to spell. Can you spell the word laboratory? L-A-B-R-A-T-O-R-Y? You missed an O. It's L-A-B-O-R-A-T-O-R-Y. Oh, okay. Uh, Can you spell the word criminal? C-R-I-M-N-I-A-L? You missed an I. It's C-R-I-M-I-N-A-L. These are hard words, Kieran. (laughs) Uh, by the way, I don't think I could spell any of these uh, either, and you're doing a much better job than I could spell them. Here come the really hard ones, okay? Okay. Could you spell the word potpourri? That's French. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I'm surprised you even knew that was French. Uh, I, I'm going to screw it up. Potpourri. P O. P U R E E. Yeah, you're you're right. Uh, you screwed that one up. It's P O T P O U R R I. Okay, here's the last one. Okay. The word is surveillance. Okay. S U R V A L I N C E. We were looking for S-U-R-V-E-I-L-L-A-N-C-E. Karen, these were hard. <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, you and I should spend less time flying gliders and being a pastor, and you and I should practice spelling together. Sounds good. Okay, next time you come over, bring some spelling words for me to try. 
Okay. Uh, Karen, we, um, we love the fact that you are our daughter's friend. You are a real treasure. And it was really good to hear your voice today and learn more about you. Um, if if I prayed for you right now, what what would you like for me to pray for in your life? Um, just to, I'm struggling with working on homework. It kind of shows. <laughs> you mean in spelling? Spelling, math, spelling and math are the main two. So your homework. Um, in math and spelling aren't uh, where you want them to be. No. I'm also going to pray that God would continue to keep you safe as you're uh, flying a glider. (laughs) Thank you. All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for Karen, and, and honestly, thank you so much for all of the teenagers at Holy Cross Lutheran Church. Now, they are such a gift to this church. Uh, We love the way they lead in our congregation while learning in our congregation. Lord, I pray that you'd be with Kieran uh, over the next uh, several weeks and months as she's working on homework, especially uh, in the areas of math and spelling. And we also pray, Lord, that you would keep uh, Kieran safe. Uh, she's up there flying a glider once a week, and Lord, we pray that she would constantly return safely to the ground so that we can experience her here at Holy Cross Lutheran Church. Lord, we love you, and it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Thank you, Karen. You're welcome. Have a good day. You too. I invited my uh, co-worker, colleague, and friend, fr- that's okay, friend, right? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Peyton DiVincenti uh, into my office because I play all these games with people and uh, put them on the spot, but it, it dawned on me that I, I never do the same. So Peyton pulled up on my computer. Uh, eighth grade spelling words. And Peyton's going to give me some of those words, and uh, I'm going to see if I can spell them. All right, we're going to start with one that I think you can get. Let's start with the word sweet. That's an eighth grade spelling that's word? eighth grade spelling word. Origin of the word? Uh, basic. Use it in a sentence, please. Um, this smoothie is too sweet. Sweet. S-W-E-E-T. Sweet. Uh, you got it. Okay, next word. Next word. Let's uh, let's go with something, a next step up. How about surveillance? <laughs> so my first instinct is I want to grab for paper and a pen to write it out to see if I could do that but i don't just think write it in your mind just yeah, close but, your eyes and imagine okay but i yeah i don't think they get to write things down uh in the spelling bee but you know what i think they do is they write on their hands mm-hmm. yeah okay surveillance s-u-r am i right so far yeah no i'm gonna give you a buzz don't worry okay s-u-r-v mm, i before e except after c s-u-r-v-i-e uh. <laughs> <laughs> nope. How do you spell S-U-R-V-E-I-L-L-A-N-C-E. it? S U R V E I L L A N C E. Surveillance. But am I not right when I say I before E? Uh, English doesn't make sense, so no, that's not always <sighs> true. All right. That was a challenge word, though. So Okay, so I'm one for one. You're one for, well, no, but go ahead. I'm, well, yeah, I'm one for two. Are you ready for another one? Yes. This one should be familiar for you. It's sarcastic. <laughs> S. Oh, sarcastic. Uh, can you use sarcastic in a s- sentence? Uh, no. S-A-R-C-A-S-T-I-C. 
sarcastic. Good. Very good. Woo! Yeah. Two for three. Two for three. That's sweet. All right. Are we ready for our fourth word, Ben? Fourth and final word. Fourth and final word. Uh, let's go with adhesive. <laughs> Can you use adhesive in a sentence? Uh, that is an adhesive gummy you've got there. Okay. Adhesive. Yeah. Did you know that you can use gum to repair walls? I actually did. Yeah, I have some personal experience with that. Yep. If any of you want to know how to repair drywall with gum, just come to Holy Cross and we'll point it out to you. Adhesive. A-D-H. I before E except after C, but English is dumb. E. S-I-V-E. Bing, bing. Very good. <laughs> oh, thanks, Peyton. Did you, do you know Kieran Roderwald? Yeah, I know Kieran. Uh, did you know that she flies a glider? Um, what is, like, what does that mean? She gets towed up behind a tow plane, and then the tow plane lets her go, and then she maneuvers the glider down to the ground. Oh, like those ones that we see flying up by the Air Force Academy in the Springs. Yeah. Did you know that she can do that? No, but that's wicked. That's awesome. Um, I, I was thinking about that. I always try to include some scripture in these podcasts, and I was thinking about Kieran flying, and, and I my mind immediately went to the— uh, Those uh, those just basic verses in Isaiah 40, right? Right, like the, the yeah. you shall mount up on wings like eagles. Mm-hmm. And so then I pulled that out and started studying it. And I'm starting with verse 29. He gives power to the faint. And so the next few verses are talking about the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. And then it talks about even youth shall faint and be weary. Young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not be faint. And I started wondering, what does it mean to mount up with wings like eagles? Have you ever thought of that? I mean, that's like the one superpower that everyone thinks of, right? When they're offered a superpower is flying. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what I think of is that I think it's more of a lightness kind of an idea that we we don't have to carry this, these bodies around anymore, but we'll get to be... Yeah, like eagles on the winds, just completely effortless and and soaring. Yeah, because if you've got no strength, if you're faint, if you're weary, uh, having never flown like a superhero or having never flown like an eagle, isn't there something scientific scientific where they talk about how uh, birds, they they can actually fly without effort if they just catch a good wave? You mean like the wind, <laughs> like they're not hitting Malibu. <laughs> right. They Where they – see, I should study birds more, but where they just uh, reach out their wings and they they coast, and that's what I picture here where they, they will mount up with wings like eagles where, you know, w- with Christ, he is that updraft. Yeah. And we talk about the Holy Spirit in – you know, the beginning of Acts is how he comes in like a mighty rushing wind. And so maybe that's where that's where those two things tie together is not only being on wings like eagles, but having the spirit to be the actual carrier of what we're doing. Karen, in my interview, talked about how quiet and peaceful it is up there when you're uh, gliding. And, and I asked her what she thinks about, and, and she she was saying that she, she basically just thinks about um, 
doing the job right and and staying behind the the tow plane. But what would you think about if you had ten minutes of complete peace and quiet just to glide back down to the earth? Probably think finally, <laughs> finally some peace and finally quiet. Some peace and quiet. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. Well, I, so I guess what this would tell us if if you're struggling with feeling faint and and who isn't these days, if you're feeling exhausted, if you're looking for some strength that uh, that the Lord desires to be your updraft. Yeah. Soar high. Thanks, Peyton. Yeah. Sweet. Hi, Garrett. Hi. How are you today? Good. Um, but you're sick. I know I am, but... I don't know what to do, but I have toys here that I can play with. So you're sick, and you're sitting here on the couch all day, and you went and got a box of toys, right? Yeah. Um, where do you not feel good at? Um, a lot of times, I just feel icky in my tummy, and then I go potty, and that's what's it wrong. You you feel icky in your tummy? And yeah. And then when you go potty, you feel better. Yeah, my tummy just, I feel better, I'm still sick, but I just feel better that my tummy is not hurting. Huh. Well, I I guess that's a life lesson for everybody that's listening right now. Like, if your tummy hurts, just try going potty. Yeah. You're a really smart kid. Yeah. Maybe you could be a doctor someday. Yeah. I love you. I love you too. Bye. Bye.